I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Go crazy. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Levine liver, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, Nick. I'm tired of catching L's. This is just all I'm doing right now. I've been trying to get this new Xbox <laughs> and I saved up money for it. Then my family like pitched in to oh. like get the rest of it for like my, my, my 30th birthday, you know, last month I couldn't like, I tried for the pre-order, didn't get it. Now online's having all these restocks right now and I'm trying like as soon as it hits and I can't even fill out my, my, my shipping address and it's like sold out. It's driving me nuts. I don't know what to do. And I'm very frustrated. Autofill, baby. You got to do the autofill. <laughs> That's true. I need to do the autofill. So if you're out there and you have a gently used or previously owned Xbox, what is it, the Xbox X? Xbox Series X, yes. Series X. Yes. yes. No interest in the PlayStation 5? No, no, no. You can keep that. <laughs> so if anyone out there has one, Isaac is in the in the looking. He is looking. I'm for- trying. I'm trying super hard. I want this thing. My wife uh, came to the couch this afternoon and she saw me on my iPad and she looked at my iPad and she's like, oh, you really want that really bad, don't you? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. It was like this like pity thing. And so <laughs> I can if, hear her say that. That's really If funny. anybody has any uh, any hookups, holler at your boy. <laughs> All right, on today's show, Isaac and I are going to go through the news and notes of the day. There's always crazy stuff going. There's uh, rumors, all kinds of stuff. KOC dropped a mock draft that had all kinds of little nuggets in there. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Dallas Mavericks nuggets, not Denver nuggets. And uh, man, before we get to all that, though, and we will talk about Zach Levine, Spencer Dinwiddie. I know you guys are are all out there pining mm, for Zach, Zach Levine, Levine right now. Go. Everyone's all in on Zach Levine right now. This is sarcasm, by the way. But anyway, keep <laughs> but going. we will talk about it for real. We'll have a real conversation about it. But before we get to that, oh man, the biggest news of the day happened a couple days ago. Mark Cuban as a new neighbor, Luka Doncic, <laughs> bought a house. He's setting down roots, Isaac. Yeah. And it, it, it's pretty close to Cuban, uh, to be honest. And yeah, bought it, bought him a nice little house uh, here in Dallas and a super nice part of Dallas, which I, actually Dirk isn't that far away from where Cuba lives too. So, I mean, yeah, it's not the same street, but how close do you have to live to somebody to call them your neighbor? Right. Because like yeah, you, like true. people, like if you live in the same zip code, right. Would you say like, Oh, our, our, you know, our Richardson neighbors or our Frisco neighbors, you know what I mean? Like you say that, but then if your house isn't like literally adjacent to somebody, are you neighbors if you're down the street, live in the same like apartment complex or see, live in the see, same like neighborhood? The, I didn't grow up in the city. So like in the country, in Kentucky, it's like, all right, our neighbors, it's like whoever's next to you because you know, it's like everybody has a couple acres and like these like front and backyard. So I'm like, oh, okay, here's my neighbor. You're my neighbor. And, but in the city, it's like, all right, I don't know. Like, what do you call each other in this whole neighborhood? We're neighbors and you can't even see their house. Yeah, so if you live in Dallas and, you know, Luca lives in Dallas, you are Luca's neighbor. How about that? 
There you go. <laughs> you can count claim that. It. I'm in Dallas County, so I can, I'll, I'll claim yeah, Lucas. Yeah, if you're in the county, all like <laughs> several million of you. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Lots of news and notes happening, but I wanted to get to this first. Brian Winhorst on his podcast said he doesn't believe there's a lot of interest in Russell Westbrook. And uh, if you listened to the podcast yesterday, uh, <laughs> you enjoyed with us our laughter at the Houston Rockets. So if you came here to hear us laugh about that, go listen to yesterday's podcast because we talked all about the Houston Rockets situation, with Russell Westbrook and all that kind of stuff. But I want to talk about this rumor because it only takes one team, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people say there's not a lot of interest, but as long as one team trades and you know ponies up a deal and he actually wants to leave and makes the demand then that's it he's tr- he's traded well no the amount of teams doesn't it doesn't matter as much maybe it drives the price up you know the Drew Holiday like stock is probably going up right now because of all the teams interested in him but as long as one team trades for Westbrook he's out of there somebody somebody will like somebody will trade for him it, unless Houston's asking price they have like some huge asking like they, the notion it almost has swung so far. Like I'll cra- I'll crack my Westbrook jokes all day. I'll have fun with it, especially before the against the Rockets. But it it goes too far of saying like nobody in the league wants him. Or I've seen like different media people say, "Oh Charlotte, what are you doing? This is dumb for Charlotte. Why? What the heck is Charlotte gonna do over the next three or four years? So of course, go get like I don't care one bit if a team like Charlotte or Detroit. Or somebody like that goes and trades for Westbrook, go for it. Especially if he's like excited to come there, go for it. Get put the, like Orlando, trade for Westbrook. New York, sure, go for it. Like who gives a crap what these teams, especially like a Charlotte, Detroit type. I, I think especially for Charlotte, somebody mentioned it in our Locked On NBA um, Doug. DMs. There was a Doug about just the no, just the idea that you know. Westbrook could go to Charlotte and become the next Chris Paul, right? We were saying similar things about Chris Paul last year. Oh, he's, you know, he's he's down on his, you know, he's he's deteriorating or whatever. He's not as good as he used to be. His contract is too big. And now we're kind of saying saying the same things about Westbrook. He's not as good as he was. Can't shoot. His contract is too big. What if he goes to Charlotte? Like somehow gets them to the playoffs. They're a pretty competent team. They just don't have a ton of talent, but they're a pretty good team that won close games. If they, if he gets them to the playoffs, I mean that would be it would be the same situation as Chris Paul probably this year. Yeah, I wouldn't say he'd get them to the playoffs. I think the Orlando in the thing, East. I know it's a, I know it's in the East, but I just don't like anything on that roster outside Devonte Graham and poor Devonte. Yeah, but they're, they're, but they're solid though. They they're like at least a decent team. Cody Zeller is cool. Yeah, but they're gonna have. Well, they probably have to send the pick in the Westbrook deal. But uh, but like if we're talking about getting the team to the playoffs, if if he goes to Orlando. And they keep Vooch and they, you know, Fournier picks up yeah. his option and you're rolling out like Westbrook and Vucevic and Fournier. And that's probably know, a similar comparison team wise to OKC. Yeah. And they at least have some like vets like they're wanting yeah. to win now. So like I could see that like creeping into into the playoffs. But Charlotte's sneaky, I, though. They were sneaky last year. They're sneaky. Yeah. I would just feel bad for Devontae Graham. Well, yeah, he becomes a six man all of a sudden or he can play next to him, I guess. But. He would have the ball less for sure. (laughs) Um, All right, let's get into this rumor. Kevin O'Connor said, quote, the Mavericks are looking all over for a secondary playmaking presence behind Luka Doncic. They're chasing Victor Oladipo. We knew that. Zach Levine. We did not notice. Spencer Dinwiddie. We did not notice. Three guys that they're looking at. Let's just start here. So, I mean, we can go over all these guys contract-wise and all that, but rank these three talent-wise. Oladipo, Levine, Dinwiddie. Just in terms of talent. Assuming they're healthy. So Yeah, assuming they're healthy. 
Yeah. Oladipo, Levine, Dinwiddie. Ooh. Oladipo this gets changes, number one. This changes nothing about my, my stance on Oladipo. I've, I've said all I think Oladipo's a better player. I think you could get him at a cheaper cost right now. I think there's you can get him at a cheaper cost, obviously because there's a question mark about his health, but I would still, and considering Levine's money, I would still 100% trade for Oladipo right now and sell Levine. Interesting. Even though, so Zach Levine's making less than him. We'll, we'll talk about that. But yeah, talent-wise, I think that's that's the order I'd put them in too. Zach Levine, though, man, he's so he's just so talented. I was going to say, do you want to have this now? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do the Levine conversation? I just wanted to, to rank these three, you know, quickly here and see where we are at just the beginning of this because I think there's some people that think Zach Levine's more talented than Victor Oladipo. Oladipo's probably a more, you know, efficient player, but because he he can also defend at a really high level and Zach Levine does not in in any capacity, but Zach Levine's really, really talented scorer. He's like almost a 40% three-point shooter, the dunks obviously, but he can do more than that. Yeah, I'm not ready to go as far as saying that he's better than Oladipo. I think just saying more talented. I think the height that Oladipo hit prior to his injury, we haven't seen Levine at, and Oladipo's led to winning. Um, Levine has kind of been a good stats, bad team guy, and I'm I do like winners, and Oladipo's at least. (laughs) Uh, won some. So, uh, Isaac Harris, fan of winners, <laughs> <laughs> fan of winning. Uh, but no, okay. So the Levine thing. I just want like if you look at the if you look at the package that Dallas could uh, could offer up for Levine, I think then you have to have the conversation of which is better. So coming up after break uh, after the break, let's talk about Levine versus Tim Hardaway in Dallas's system. But before we do that, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Take our word for it. We've tried lots of them. But Built Bar just so happens they're paying us. But we also agree that they are the best tasting bar. Covered in 100% chocolate. They taste great. All kinds of different flavors. They have 18 incredible flavors. We love the mint brownie. We love the peanut butter. We love the... um, we love all the different kinds of flavor. Peanut butter, brownie, coconut, all those kinds of flavors. Love them. Covered in 100% chocolate. They're really good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. They are, uh, if you look at just recently, the coconut almond flavored one. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. 5 grams of net carbs. That's incredible for a keto diet. Isaac, you've been doing keto for a while, and that is really great for that. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac. Also, I want to tell you about the NBA draft. It's it's coming, man. Like We are so close to the NBA draft. What are we, five days away, four days away, depending on mm, how you count yes. days from the NBA draft? And... Uh, the Locked On NBA Mock Draft is live right now on the Locked On NBA ch- uh, channel podcast feed. Yes. It's kind of hard. What do you call that? The podcast? The feed? I thought you were just going to say show. <laughs> I'm having all kinds of hiccups here. It's a Friday. <laughs> it is a Friday. Uh, so go listen to the Locked On NBA podcast every day right now. The picks that are live, I think, are 1 to 18. So you can go. That's three hours right there. You can knock out listening to... Um, there's all kinds of good stuff in it. It's not just us talking about the picks and making the picks. There's also Chad Ford. He's coming in there talking about his big board and comparing what the draft actually looks like to what his board is. John Hollinger 
breaking down the trades. Our trade comes up. The 18th pick is going to be on the podcast that drops on Friday, that drops today. So I'm I'm actually very interested to see what John Hollinger thinks about our trade, right? Like that's a dude that worked in a front office that's going to grade our trade. That's pretty cool. And then Sports Illustrated Jeremy Wu talks about the prospects and breaks them down. So all kinds of good stuff on that show. It's really a, a must listen for the Locked On Podcast Network all year. It's one of the best shows I think that we do all together. So there you go. Go listen to that on Locked On NBA. All right. We're talking about Zach Levine. So he makes $19.5 million this year, $19.5 million next year, both years guaranteed. So that does take you out of some 2021 stuff. You can still move things around. I was having a conversation with uh, you know somebody on Twitter today about Buddy Heald, and if you get Buddy Heald, he takes you out of conversation for a free agent, but you have to remember that you can always move stuff around, right? Especially if Zach Levine does really well in Dallas and somebody like Giannis wants to come play in Dallas, you can probably move off of Zach Levine pretty easily. So that, you know, some of this, some of this talk is, you know, depends on, on the type of player, but so yeah, so that contract takes you out a little bit, but it's not that big of a contract. It's not, it's not that long. And I think that he has like all-star type abilities. However, I have to hold true to the things I've been saying about like Buddy Heald and other people that the defense and like, what does he bring to this team that they don't already kind of have, right? He would bring athleticism for sure. The team does not have an athlete like Zach Levine for sure. He does not bring a volume scorer like Zach Levine is. Tim Hardaway can do probably 50% of what Zach Levine can do, right? Uh, that's, you know, not a lot, but this team already has a really, really good offense. They're already had the most efficient offense in NBA history. We have, how many times have we said, have we said this, the place where they need to improve to become a real title contending team is on defense. They were the 18th ranked defense by defensive rating last year. They need to to bring that up. And Zach Levine's not going to do that. Buddy Heald's not going to do that. So that's why I'm out on those guys. Same reasons for both. Zach Levine, I'm a little bit more thinking about because his contract is smaller it's also you know less money it's less years I think he's more talented than Buddy Heald but I'm, I'm, I'm still out on Zach Levine and the Mavericks don't have enough to get him anyway we don't even have to talk about that <laughs> yeah I, that's that's a key part in all of this you know also of saying why would Chicago trade Zach Levine yeah and if they do trade him once again you're going to be able to beat the offer like the, Zach Levine's still 25 so he's still young his contract isn't horrible yeah. He's going to be he's like 3 years younger than Buddy Heald. <laughs> exactly. So, my my biggest question with Levine and we could talk about like his fit in Dallas in a sec, but like my biggest question for him is like where is his head at? Because last year I was actually looked into this a lot more cuz I just imme- have been immediately writing off the Levine stuff cuz just when we talk about players who can fit as a third piece, Levine is not ever a name that I think of as that third piece that could fit seamlessly alongside these guys, but I look at, I looked at some of the shooting stuff. I look at like his shot attempts last year. There are only seven players in the NBA last year who shot the ball at least twenty times a game. Luka Doncic was one of them, and Zach Levine was one of them. Mm. Only seven players in the league who shot the ball at least twenty times. So when you even look at the shot attempts breakdown last year of like the team, Luka shot it twenty times. KP shot it sixteen times. Tim Hardaway was third on that list, shot at 12 times. Is Zach Levine ready? Like, if he came to (laughs) Dallas, it would have to be some type of deal around Tim Hardaway and some other things. Let's just talk about a Tim Hardaway, Zach Levine, like, swap out. Is Zach Levine ready for the Tim Hardaway role? 
like you of all, the whole spill you gave yes on yesterday's pod about James Harden and like his attitude right. and like locker room right. and like his role like all this different stuff. Is Zach Levine ready at 25 years old? To where he's just had like the keys to the kingdom in in Chicago, even kind of towards in Minnesota. Like he's shooting it twenty times a game in Chicago. Is he ready for the Tim Hardaway role in Dallas? To where it's going to be in Lucas' hands most of the time. If it's not Lucas' hands, it's probably going to be in KP's hands after that. And you're just kind of left picking up the scraps. Now I will say, he is a really good three point shooter. Last yeah. year there were, last year there were only twelve players in the league who shot at least eight three pointers a game. And of those 12 people, only six six of those 12 shot at 38% or better. So he is mm. a really good three-point shooter. So shooting-wise, he would fit. It's not like he's a volume guy, but it's not like he's like DeRozan, you know, a 20-point-a-game score, and, but like he can't shoot it from outside very well. Zach Levine can shoot it outside really really well. He's more athletic. He can, pro- he can handle the ball better than Tim Hardaway. I'm just wondering at 25, is he ready – to be a third option on a good team. And and I don't know. I don't know much about Levine's like mindset. I haven't, it's not like I've read these in-depth behind the scenes stories about the Chicago Bulls and stuff. So that that's my only worry. He's been a good stats, kind of good stats, bad team guy. Put him in a, a winning team to where his shots go down. Can he be efficient on lower shot attempts on a good team as a third or fourth option. That's what my question is for him. Yeah. And that would be a thing that you would have to find out in interviews and talking about, you know, the, the maps hierarchy was such an important thing this past year that the way this team was like, like lined up, everybody knew exactly what their role is. That was the big difference between the Lakers and the Clippers, right? I mean, you, you can compare those two teams where, like, the Lakers knew everybody knew what their role was. They, you know, Alex Crusoe knew that he was not like a star player. Whereas, you look at the Clippers and they have two guys that are their their top dogs. They knew that, but then you have a couple other guys that are like, oh, I got to get mine too. Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly also wanted to, you know, get in there. That you know, it, it, the defined roles is so important for a team, especially a team that wants to go far. And the Mavericks did have that last year. So bringing in a guy, a third star, it's going to be very interesting to see which guy they bring in which guy they can bring in and how he decides to fit so Zach Levine coming in I would think that he would know that he's not the number one guy right like he hasn't been an all-star he hasn't been an all-nba type guy it's a little different than James Harden right that conversation we had yesterday but he should know that Luca's the number one guy but yeah he becomes the the Wade the Bosch like which which role is he in this big three type situation that's really hard for anybody even a guy like Chris Bosch so yeah that would be a big thing and this whole conversation, you know, like evades the point that the Mavericks don't have enough to give up for him. I, I contacted uh, Matt Peck and Jordan Malley of Lockdown Bulls, and I was like, where would even a conversation start with Zach Levine? Like, what are you guys even interested in? And I was like, 18, 31, Tim Hardaway, Maxi, Curry, like Brunson, and they're like, nothing. Like, none of that really interests us, right? Yeah. Because this is a team that they're still trying to find their number one guy, and Zach Levine may be that guy. Like, he may turn into. You know, a guy like that, if they can put the right kind of team around him. But, yeah, I, I just don't think that they're willing just to give up Zach Levine, who they think could be a star. It was like their 20-shot-per-game guy for, like, scraps, basically. You know, and that's, yeah, that's and, what the Mavericks have. That's just where they are. And I look at I look at it, like, looking at his career numbers, you go back four seasons ago when he was 21, and he was playing for Minnesota with Andrew Wiggins and, and Towns. 
And he was third on the team in that as far as shot attempts. He shot it 15 times a game, averaged right around 19 points a game, 38% from three. So you're like, all right, but he was 21. Yeah. And it's like, all right, now that he's been in the league, now he's tasted the, hey, I'm the alpha. Now he's tasted that, and like he sh- shot it 20 times a game. Is he ready to be the third, the third star? And as far as like his role in Dallas, is he six? Is he six six? Monte Ellis. Hey, that we made that work. Not, we made I'm, that work before. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying as far as like a scoring guard who's not going to really play like defense. You know, is that is that Dallas's mindset to where they're like, all right, look what we do with Monte. This is a bigger Monte Ellis. They can Here, do that, know, Zach Levine. They can do that, but like, but we didn't have Luca back. I was then. gonna say Luca Doncic ain't no Chandler Parsons, right? Like that's <laughs> that's where the Mavericks were back then. Like that's a very different situation. Yeah, because I mean, obviously we had Dirk, but outside of Dirk, we I think the biggest thing if you say Dirk and Luca, we didn't have a KP back then, and it's like, all right, yeah, so yeah. who is you know. Monte was like clearly that guy. So that's my only thing. I, I still would prefer, like, if we're talking about trade targets, Oladipo versus Levine, I would still prefer the Oladipo route. Yeah. Mainly because I think his ceiling is higher. I think it's easier to get him. You don't have to give up as much. And if it doesn't work out, you can just write it clean and you still have open cash stays 2021. You don't have to worry about figuring it out then. So, yeah, I still prefer Oladipo over him. I'm not all the way out on Zach Levine, but I'm not like, in front of the line saying, hey, let's go do it either. I don't think it's a, a perfect, seamless fit either. Offensively, they could make it work, right? If everybody was in the right headspace, everyone knew their roles, this that would be awesome. It would make that it would make it work. I just don't think it I just think it's more complicated. I'm picturing a Zach that. Levine step back 30 footer with Luca and KP <laughs> on the floor and all of us freaking out on Twitter <laughs> for his like 23rd shot of the game in the fourth quarter. And Luca's just on the wing, KP's down below, and it's like an air ball. And we're all just on Twitter like, woof. Yeah, for everyone that wants Zach Levine or anybody like this, just remember, that's the person that's going to have the ball and Luca's going to be standing in the corner, right? Like, you have to remember that for any of these guys. I know we get excited about the talents and get excited about these names that are mentioned, but do you want that guy? Do you want Zach Levine with the ball in his hands, with Luca standing in the corner, like trying to figure out who's in the stands? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> We're just setting ourselves up for another DJ Khaled screw over in the dunk contest. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Oh man, best best Mavs dunker since Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> yeah, since Brad Davis. <laughs> since Brad. All right, coming up, let's hear from Aaron Neesmith and Sadiq Bay. I thought these were pretty interesting. We'll send this. Uh, we'll we'll play these going into your weekend. I think we'll talk about Spencer Dinwiddie a little bit later in the week. We got time. I think we'll do weekend pods and stuff like that. So. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do something like that coming up. All right, Isaac, I changed my mind. <laughs> we're going to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. We're going to talk about the draft guys tomorrow because we're still going to keep doing pods. There's so much stuff happening, so many rumors. Trades are going to happen soon. We're just going to keep doing pods, so we'll do some draft stuff over the weekend and keep this one to like a free agency type pod. So Spencer Dinwiddie. He's a point guard, $11.4 million this year, $12.3 million player option next year. He is a, a really that's an opt out. He's a really interesting type guy. Yeah, that, that's that's probably an opt out. He's a guy that's kind of trending up, uh, you know, in the way that Bitcoin trended really high up, and then it just came back down, and now it's kind of leveled out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but Spencer Dinwiddie. Also, the Mavericks are are looking into to add Spencer Dinwiddie. This is the one I think is a little bit more feasible than a Zach Levine. I don't think it's probable because I feel like. If you're going to trade Spencer Dinwiddie, if you're the Nets, you'd want somebody like a Drew Holiday or somebody like that. 
to bring in. Uh, or you I just think keeps... Tim Hardaway would get it done. It's just I I don't I'm not doing it. You wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't give up Tim Hardaway for Spencer Dinwiddie. The the Nets also have this angle, and I've been listening to our, our the new guys on uh, Doug and Adam on the the Locked On Nets podcast, and they said that. Spencer Dinwiddie is so important for this team because, in, in a way that's probably more important than another team, unless he's the starting point guard, like the main point guard guy, he's more important because they need Kyrie insurance. Kyrie is not a guy that comes in and plays 82 games every year or 72 games this year. He's a guy that is going to miss like 20 games every year, or he could miss the rest of the season. He's going to miss some games with injury, so they need him for that kind of you know injury insurance. So he means a little bit more to them than other teams, but you wouldn't do this trade even if it was just Tim Hardaway for Dinwiddie straight up. I wouldn't just because we're looking for people who fit seamlessly alongside Luca and KP. And we talked about this a little bit before the pod, but I mean, you look at his, his three point numbers last year, Dinwiddie, he shot 6.3 threes a game last year and he shot at 30% a game and or 30% on, on the season. And it's like, okay, well the year before that he shot five threes a game at 33% year before that five threes a game at 32%. So I mean, he's roughly over the past three seasons, like 32, 31% on the year. And if you're bringing in Dinwiddie, you're bringing him in the start. I like him as a player. It's just, I think if I was going to have Dinwiddie on my team, it'd be a guy, it would be a team where I would put the ball in his hands a little bit more. I'm going to make a counter to that. Counter it. Where were we a year and some change ago on Tim Hardaway Jr. as a jump shooter? All of a sudden, he's now this 40% three-point shooter for us, but... He wasn't necessarily that good of a three-point shooter coming in, and so I'm interested. I'm interested to see what he would do with a playmaker like Luca, and you know that he can fit because that secondary creator is such an important role next to Luca. I do like that, yeah, because we saw how Trey Burke worked. We've seen how other guys have worked next to Luca, JJ Barea not so much, but there's been some other guys that have worked pretty well playing next to Luca, and I think he would be a guy that would work. I think he would come in, he would know his role, he would be able to you know, play off of the bench and play with Porzingis off the bench. That would be super important. I think he could do really well at that. And then play with yeah. Luca as well. The shooting, I think you don't necessarily need a guy like that if that's his role, to be that good of a shooter, just a competent one. I think at that point. Yeah, and and I like I like him as a secondary creator. That would be ideal. Obviously, if you can go get him and not give up Tim Hardaway, I'd be all down for it. Hmm. It's just, would Brooklyn do that? Would Brooklyn look at this situation and say, hey, we need to free up some money to bring back Joe Harris? So, you know, can we, you know, is is Dinwiddie worth 18 and 31? You know, oh, something like that. To me, probably. Yeah, is he worth that? Is he worth you know eighteen and thirty one and Delon or whatever you know the stuff? I, I mean, I think so. At that point, I would do that because I think he would fit in Dallas. I would love to see like Dinwiddie and Cuban together, and just talking <laughs> about like just business and just how the world works. Um, I would just love to see that. I, I think get, Dinwiddie I, would let me host his podcast. <laughs> That's my next thing. I want. I'm going to host some NBA players' podcast. Brunson, yeah. if you're listening, I will host your podcast. Jared Dudley, if you're listening, I will host your podcast. Spencer Dinwiddie, you, I will host your Jared podcast. <laughs> hey, Brunson's been doing great on those rookie interviews. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> They've been great. If we but, get him on the podcast, I'm going to say, hey, if you ever want something, I'll do it on the pod. But uh, but <laughs> Dinwiddie, it I do like the as the fact that he's a bigger point guard too. He is six yeah. five as a as a guard, big wingspan defensive. too. Yeah, defensively, he can hold his own. Uh, I like him a lot. It's just, once again, going back, seeing everything through the lens of Luka, when you're thinking about ideal fits next to Luka, 
Like, are we sure Dinwiddie would start if you trade him for like a Delon picks and whatever package? Would it still be Seth and Tim? You know, or yeah, it Tim depends. Would you put him in that super sub role or, or whatever? You know, you could probably do that and get away with that. He's not like a Zach Levine that's coming in here and thinking, you know, I have to start or else. He would understand his role exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he 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 would understand his role. So uh, I get that for sure. So I, I like Dinwiddie. I, once again, it's not the perfect fit for me, but I like him. So. Rank these three on fit, just straight fit with the team. Like, let's not say, let's not worry about contracts, just basketball fit with this team. We did talent earlier. Let's do fit now. Oladipo, Dinwiddie, Levine. Oladipo, one, Dinwiddie, two, Levine, yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. That's probably it, especially with a healthy Oladipo. I mean, healthy Oladipo changes the game. He's, he, we don't know right and now, it, and so that's why the Mavericks could get him at a discount. That's kind of the whole thing with this, is that Zach Levine, you're not getting at a discount. He, he means so much to that Bulls team. Oladipo wants to leave. He apparently, there's a there's a story going around, not sure if this is true or not, but oh. that he was playing the Knicks, and he said, hey, can I come play for you guys? You know, if he's telling the Knicks, can I come play for you guys, you know it's bad. I know some people are probably <laughs> listening to this saying, all right, well, why are you saying, you know, Levine, you're worried about Levine because he was an alpha and he was getting all the shots, but you're not worried about Oladipo. I'll say this because I think Oladipo is a little bit further on along in his career and he's coming off the injury. I think there's a little bit more, in my opinion, I think there'd be a little bit more motivation from Oladipo's angle of he's tasted the playoffs. He's a little bit older. He's been on a few teams. Like he, yeah, he's and he's gotten injured. So now he's hearing all of the, oh, is Oladipo ever going to be there again? And we've talked, we've heard about how much he wants to win. And so that's my, I think Oladipo would accept it alongside someone like Luca. It's just, I, when I get, when I see players that are on bad teams putting up big stats in their mid 20s, I get skeptical on that of, are they ready to go to like a win now team and be a third or fourth option? That's it's just a tiny little red flag for. Them. Yeah, the playoff experience I think is big, right? That that's a big like maturing factor that I think would change a guy like Oladipo. Whereas Zach Levine just hasn't been there yet, so we could be wrong about that. And Zach Levine would, you know, totally accept his role. We don't really know that much about Zach Levine as a person, but yeah, from and, from and our outside again, view, it could be that. Yeah, I'm not all out on Levine in Dallas. Like, if they traded for him, I could, yeah, I'm not saying that. Uh, like, oh, we talk ourselves into anybody. Dallas, all out on. No, 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 not Westbrook. Get oh, out of yeah, here yeah. with Westbrook. Don't ever, n- nobody, don't ever tweet or anything. Secondary creator, not, he was an MVP. Why not? Stop. Get out of here. Mountain Dew commercials? That's it. Not everybody is a fit. Gosh. I'm not saying Zach Levine is like a puzzle piece fit, but I could talk myself like I could like like my son has these puzzles and he'll sometimes like get it stuck and he's sitting there like hitting it really hard to try to get like that. I would do that with Levine. Like I could sit here and hit it hard enough to where I would under like I would make it fit. Uh, but it's not just a put the piece down and just like falls into place type fit. Yeah. So rank these three trade availability wise. What do you think it would take to get these guys? Because I think it would take the most to get Zach Levine, then Oladipo probably, yes. then Dinwiddie. But it might be a toss-up between Dinwiddie and Oladipo. It depends <laughs> yeah, because exactly. we've seen some yeah. of these stars go for nothing, right? Like not not a ton. As far as availability on who would get traded, like I feel like Indiana's at the point now to where like this is the lowest of lowest values for Oladipo. And... Like I would just be scared right now if I'm besides Indiana, when they first got him, give him away for, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I feel like now is just gonna, you're just going to give him away for pennies at this point if you trade him. Yeah. Um. So, I think of it. Like, I just don't understand why Chicago would trade Levine unless it's something with like another legit like young piece or young star or something like that. But. Yeah, or maybe they got yeah. Lamelo and they're like, we just we just don't think this is gonna work, and so we're just gonna get off of Levine, however we can. Don't think he's gonna yeah, re- like- you know, don't think he's gonna resign because he's gonna be after this next season, he's gonna be an expiring contract with n- you know no options or anything. So, yeah, and I do think I if you zoom out some and look at from a bird's eye view of this of KOC stuff. I think it does speak to like Dallas is, is you know, looking around at some of these third pieces and whether it's whether they pull something off or not, uh, you know, they could just be straight silent right now. And it's kind of like uh, Miami. Like we don't hear a lot of stuff about Miami because we all know that they're going after Giannis. So we haven't like we've heard bits and pieces like, oh, they'd be interested in Drew or something like but. It's everybody's just it knows Miami's not going to do anything to mess up the chase for Giannis. That could be the case for Dallas, but it seems like Dallas is being more proactive in this, at least in the rumor front. Yeah, it could just be something like, "Hey, we're just going to put it out there just to show that like we're willing to do anything <laughs> to." Uh, that's know, that's what better. fools us, but, and then we get all excited. <laughs> exactly, it's fun for content, but uh, we'll see if anything happens over the next. Yeah, over the next week. Yeah, my thoughts on Zach Levine overall from a Mavericks perspective, the actual team, I think they're canvassing, right? This happens all the time. I've, t- you know, we've heard from GMs say that, you know, yeah, we talk about every single player in the league. I, I you know, I, I'm a GM that's called every single team about every player, right? Just to see what their value is. And it could be a canvassing thing where, you know, the Mavericks canvassed the, the Bulls and we're like, hey, what would it take to get Zach Levine? You know, we're like, we want to get a secondary type guy, creator, playmaker type dude. What would it take to get that guy? And the Bulls were like, oh, you know, it would take pretty much everything that you have. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. And then that shows interest, right? That's interest in Zach Levine, but how real it is or not. But there you go. That's our thoughts on the the Zach Levine, Spencer Dinwiddie, Victor Oladipo stuff. And uh, go listen to Locked On NBA podcast. The uh, mock draft is coming out. John Hollinger will be talking about our trade. So I'm very interested to see that one. That one comes out on Friday. So go listen to that. And then there's more. The rest of the draft will be coming out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Boom. I mean, Luke is sensational, man. You know, he's you – know, I haven't seen a dude go from, you know, a top player in the week to MVP candidate, and, you know, damn near overnight. So it's, it's crazy how, how big his jump has been and how effective he's been, you know. But, uh, you know, we're ready to go at him.